Welcome to another episode of Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors. Tops Panini Upper Deck, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, as well as ComC.com. This is another episode that, that I started. I'm actually going to do a couple more of these because I, uh, one of the things about having a 15-minute episode is you just give, again, I try to do positive tone, but if you are going to do things that are a little bit of a downer, it's going to be 15 minutes or less of a downer. And so I just I did get some response to my other um, episode I did with John Newman, who's also looked at this because, again, a big part of this um, of, of these podcasts is one of the reasons I did it is because I wanted to do some tribute episodes to some of my friends that had passed away who'd been uh, instrumental in the growth and health of this hobby that we all now enjoy. And so I wanted to deal with that, but not all of those individuals died with with their collections being completely squared away. And that's, that can be tragic. You know, if, if the wife is, uh, or, or spouse, surviving spouse, generally the wife would be, uh, in disarray because there's a whole bunch of cards that are valuable, but some are a lot more valuable than others. So, so I thought I'd do take on this and I, I, to keep it simple, I'm just going to do hockey and I'm also going to keep it simple. I'm only going to focus on my sponsors. So if somebody's passed away and if it would be me and I, I'm just going to say, well, what would happen to my hockey cards? And I have a bunch of hockey cards because we we did hockey magazines and books, and I needed to maintain a a library with a, with at least type cards for the sets that we covered. So I had a sprinkling of a lot of things, and more of some things, and and less of others. So, but the first thing I generally recommend is when you, if you're going to sell a collection, don't lump the hockey in with the baseball. You know, the baseball guys will not appreciate the hockey, and the hockey not appreciate the baseball or basketball or football or anything else. Just if you've got enough, it'd be better to just say, look, I just want to. To, to make separate lots by the sports. So I'm just talking about hockey and I'm going to keep it simple, but you're going to, you're going to see from this that even trying to break the, you could just say, I'm just going to sell all the hockey cards. Well, I'm going to explain why I don't think that's in my best interest or my heir's best interest, or it, it, it's not the way these cards would find a home, uh, a, a home that doesn't get flipped. So trying to put them together into cohesive lots that uh, makes sense going together. And like I said, I'm only going to uh, talk about my sponsors, which is interesting. And it's not so limiting, really, because I've got card shops, I've got uh, auctions. I don't think the card companies are interested in in my hockey card collection. But uh, Beckett Media, ComC, uh, as well as uh, both card shops and both auction houses. Okay, so here's the groups. Here's how I would parse it. And uh, just you don't need to take notes. Just consider that this is, even for one sport, it's more complicated than you'd think. So I've got, my stuff is pretty well organized. It's it's not not a lot of junk wax or anything like that. So the, the quantity there is not, it has reasonable quality. And the reason that's important is that time is money for businesses. These auction houses will tell you, and again, I've got two excellent ones. They're going to tell you that if it, the more money they get for you means the more money they get. And that's very true. But in order to get you more money, if it takes them a lot more time, again, I like these guys, you know, they're, they, they're running a business. They can't break my uh, hockey card collection into 500 different lots they, they, like I said, I don't want them to have just one lot, but here's, here's what I'd like to have happen. So, so again, I'm not, not saying it's one big lot because obviously that doesn't take very much time. And you just say it's a big hockey card lot and it's got X number of cards and there's some good stuff in there. Uh, that's a recipe for a seller to get a bargain, but, but well, the, the buyer to get a bargain on the, at the auction house. So. And I've wondered if if it were if it were to be me, just like uh, with Bruce Painter, if there's some mention of the pedigree of whose collection this was. So, so first group is uh, just kind of the modern complete sets. We used to keep track of uh, some of the sets that, that were in the magazines uh, by as in kind of our card reference library, and 
you know, maybe there's a group they're they're in order by year, and it's not all the way back, and it's not all the way forward, but it's still a bunch of complete sets, not extremely valuable, but it'd be an instant collection for somebody. I'd like to see those be kind of kept intact rather than trying to sell them one. Well, no auction house is going to sell them one at a time. And if you want to sell them on eBay one at a time, you're, you're, it's be a lot of labor. So Huggins and Scott, first dibs on that. The second group is in actually in a second different place and it's other complete sets. It's the sets that are from the annual books, the more oddball stuff. And I'd probably, and again, I, I would probably give, uh, give uh, Heritage a chance to look through this. There's a few better sets in there. And they if it's an individual set that they want to heavily promote, I'll, I'd let them run with it. And then the rest of the stuff, I think Huggins and Scott could do could could do well with that. Those are the kind of lots that are there. So a lot of, but a lot of them are smaller, not so valuable sets, but interesting nonetheless. Uh, another box, which is actually a couple boxes of team issued, the, the NHL sets by each team. So I've got a little, actually I've got kind of a small box for each one. And Mike Fruitman, you'd get first shot at anything Colorado. Other than that, I think they, there's some, there's some, and maybe some of the teams have enough following they could be done separately, but most of the other stuff would just be grouped together. Uh, then I've got another box of, of junior hockey, minor league hockey, college hockey, international hockey. There's some really good stuff in there. Uh, the problem is they're all different kinds of sizes, including, well, non-standard sizes. So uh, if they were standard size, I might send some of them into ComC, but ComC is less friendly to oddball cards and oddball sizes with their ingestion fees. So probably Huggins and Scott for that, although I I was pretty exhaustive in my collection, so none of the sets are so expensive, but when you add them all up, it's it's very comprehensive for the period that I collected because there was no other way to get those. And I went, as I said, I went to Canada a couple times a year. Next group are player groups. Probably pull out the Gretzky Lemieux, even Brett Hall and Mike Madano, some of the local stars of, of which I have uh, probably more because I, you know, if people came over, I wanted to have the local guys have some good coverage. So, so there's hundreds of different cards, a lot of better cards in there. Some of the players have been kind of screened for Com C that I've already sent some things for players I don't care about that are, you know, the five and $10 cards that do, do pretty well on Com C. So that's, but somebody should deal with that. It's probably Huggins and Scott again, uh, probably maybe grouping some players, but it's, it's several boxes, kind of in alphabetical order. Next, another box of miscellaneous hockey cards that have Hall of Famers, oddball parallels, inserts, rookies. It's all the stuff I didn't alphabetize. And uh, probably that would be one lot just to Huggins and Scott, just a, one of their treasure chest things. There's a lot of Hall of Famers in there that I don't have very many cards of, and they're not, they're not expensive ones, but they're, they're, uh, it, it'd be fun. It's the, it's like a lot that I would like to win because it'd be fun going through it. Okay. Another box, hockey cards, no name, again, not alphabetical because they're not well known. A bunch of serial numbered cards. Rob Barris, he's got a buy list for that. And I would, I would send them off to Rob. So that's a box of, of just stuff that he can throw into his inventory and, and sort it in. Uh, hockey commons. Go to Rich Klein, not a sponsor of the show, but uh, almost because he's so helpful in uh, co-hosting and uh, inter- being an interview guest. So the bunch of hockey commons, they go to Rich. I mean, they, there's no shipping involved there. Rich can come over and pick them up, as he actually does sometimes. Graded cards. These are already graded by BGS. I'm exclusive uh, with uh, BGS for obvious reasons. And I would give a Heritage Auction a chance to come in and look through these. And uh, any of the ones, again, if they want to promote them, that's fine. But if they don't, I'm just going to send them to Com C, and in this case, or my heirs would, and they wouldn't send them to Com C for for the fixed price. Uh, they go straight to the auction because in most cases they're 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 at least valuable enough to go into the auction. And see what you get. Okay, next, hockey cards in my safe deposit box. 
again, I don't want, I give heritage first dibs there, but it wouldn't be to go down the safe deposit box and pick out what you want. It'd be, it'd be my wife figuring out, okay, these are the hockey cards and, and offering them to heritage, knowing that heritage, if it's not above a certain value, they're not going to put it in their catalog auctions. They'll put it in their, in their weekly auctions, which I don't make a big deal about, but those are interesting as well. Next, I've got some, those of you who have been here, I have some nice paintings. For, and some of them are hockey. Again, first dibs to heritage. I wouldn't want to ship them to, to uh, Maryland if I could help it. But Chris Ivey's already seen some of these. They're nice paintings. They're, we had a lot more room to display back when the, had the company larger offices. But in my uh, smaller office now, I don't really have room. And, and again, that would be, I, I've enjoyed them. And there's some, some great hockey stuff in there that's from, from good artists. It's, there's a question of whether that's really fine art. But with Tops Project 2020, I'll tell you what, people are appreciating that when an artist does a rendition of something that is card-like or has a, a card tie-in, that's, 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 that's cool now. Another one, I've got hockey players that are on my Wall of Fame project, uh, you know, where I have these thousand players of different sports that are all alphabetized. I don't want to include those. I, I'd like to keep that intact. I don't know that that'll be donated somewhere. It's very local-centric in terms of SMU and other people that live in the area. But again, it's, it's, there's every major hall, hockey hall of famer has a, a card there as well. And then lastly, and this is, I hope, helpful for some of you. I've had this discussion with Tim Getch, but at ComC, but I have a ComC account and it has a bunch of hockey cards in it. I, I won't say how many, but let's just say it has, you know, enough hockey cards in there that, that if the hockey card, if the, if those hockey cards were separated out into a port or portfolio, then they would, somebody would probably be interested. And, but what I would do is I'd first instruct my executor or my heir to take every hockey card that I have on ComC that's listed above 50 bucks for sure. What if it's 50 bucks or more? I'd say immediately put them into your eBay auction. That would liquefy those, may not get the maximum price, but I would still, you know, they're, they're no minimum bid auctions for the most part. But I think all my prices are reasonable. And I'm, and I'm even in spite of that, not everything sells. Obviously they're, they're priced. They're not priced to sell. They're priced to be fair. And so if I were going to sell my portfolio, my, my port for hockey, I would be willing to take half of my total listing prices, which again, I think are fair, but they're, you know, I'm not uh, trying to leave too much money on the table if I think I can, and enough said about that. So, and I would turn on an auto accept. They, they have a provision that you can say, I'm willing to accept offers of 90% or 80% or 70% all the way down to 50%. So I would turn on auto accept so that that decision wouldn't have to be made and the cards would be selling more aggressively in my account. Again, I'm gone at this point and that's not going to get rid of all the cards. So at the end of the month, my proxy, my executor is, will be instructed to load, to put all the rest of the cards that are there on sale at uh, 10% off and, uh, and to relist the portfolio, recognizing that, that 10% uh, further reduction. Try sell hockey port in total again. And then if that doesn't work, it's, it's rinse and repeat. It's come back the next month, knock the prices down another 10% and just do that until, and, and then again, some more individual cards might get sold, might get a, a, a reasonable offer for the whole hockey portfolio and sell it. Selling is really difficult. I mean, emotionally as a lifelong collector, I, I, I don't, I, it's really difficult when you're alive. It's, it's, the problem is it can be a real headache for your, for your heirs. And I don't want to make it difficult for them. So I've tried to parse this out into some ways that nothing, well, my goal was at the end of one year, which is whatever probate or something at the end of one year, everything would be transacted. 
And uh, each boxer group would have some accountability with one of, again, I was limiting just to the the auction houses primarily, but there's a role for ComC. BGS would, uh, if there's any grading to be done, they would get that. Mike uh, would get first dibs on the Colorado stuff or something that he thinks he could really move in his store. Rob, Rob would, would be aware. I mean, he'd be one of the few that would get a viewing to know that if it did come up for auction, he might have a better idea of how, what, where the value is and be able to exploit that value, which is using the word exploit in a, in a good way. So I hope I don't die anytime soon. I hope you don't or anybody else, but the fact remains some you know, the people don't live forever and their cards need to find a home. And my goal is to find a home for my cards. And so, and I'd like to do it while I'm alive. So these hockey cards, I actually, actually could, I'm out of time now, but I actually could do a prioritization of in the hockey cards. What if there are 10 groups here, of cards, there's some of them that would go first and some would go last. And so maybe I'll, maybe I'll address that in a future issue. Again, if you wait till you're dead, you've waited too long. If you, and, or wait till you're sick. I don't want to wait till I'm sick either. So I'm contemplating and I, I want to give you the benefit of what I'm thinking that if there's an orderly process for disposing in a nice way of the cards that you've accumulated that have interest to you and would have interest to somebody else, if it's, if it's put together right, then I want to leave clear instructions. And this is one form of that. So thanks, everybody. Take care of yourself. Stay healthy, stay safe, and enjoy collecting. And uh, I certainly have and certainly plan to for many, many more years. So thanks again. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.